Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word that is coming for us right now. And the revelation that flows from your face. In Jesus' name. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. Leviticus 17, verse 11. It says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. It is the blood. It is the blood. It didn't say it is one of the things that make atonement for soul. It said it is the, 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 the blood that makes atonement for sin. Hebrews chapter 9 and then verse 12. Hebrews 9, 12. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9, 12. It said neither... By the blood of goats and calves. But by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place. Having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls. Hallelujah. For if the blood of bulls and of goats. And the ashes of an heifer. Sprinkling the unclean. Sanctified the to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of that, for the redemption of the transgression that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Verse 16, for where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testimony, um, for a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator leave it. Whereupon, neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. He said the first testament, which is the first covenant, he said a covenant is in force. When the testator dies, why is it enforced? Why? Because there is no covenant without blood. All these agreements that people make, that's what the word agreement is not good enough to describe covenant. You just bring paper and you sign. That one is normal agreement. But when we're talking about something stronger than agreement, that's where the word covenant comes. So the word covenant is not just an agreement. There can never be a covenant without the blood. Without the blood. So here he says, he says even the first covenant was, did not become a covenant without the blood. The blood of what were they using then? The blood of the goat. The blood of cattle, the blood of goats, lambs, and co. And that was what sealed the covenant. 
Not only seal the covenant, and that was what causes the covenant to be operating, to be operational. He activates that covenant in the Old Testament. So God made a covenant with the children of Israel, and then that covenant was dedicated by the blood of lambs. And that lamb must be a lamb without any defects, must be clean. There are clean and unclean animals. And then the Bible says that the children of Israel must not eat unclean animals. Why? Because they are his people. So, when they are sacrificing or want to activate the Old Testament agreement that God had with them, they use the blood of lambs and goats. They will inspect the goats very well, inspect the lamb and make sure that there is no defect of anything. They, it must be clean, 100% clean. If not, it will not be able to activate that covenant. And so this morning we are going to be looking at the power in the blood. Hallelujah. Power in the blood. Glory to Jesus. Power in the blood. Come and say power. In the blood. Is among the Passover. And one of the key elements of the Passover. Is the blood. Come and say the blood. For where a testament is, verse 16, let's move back to verse, where, for where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Because it is the blood of the dead lamb that will be used. So as a matter of fact, what powers a testament or an agreement is actually the blood. And then the Bible compares this testament with a will. The real will is activated after the writer of the will is dead, right? But we saw an exception in the Bible. Amen. That guy on another ground activated his own will. Ah. Let's not go there. On another ground. But what happened eventually, he wasted it. Wasted it. The prodigal son, you remember? But in Africa, if you dare try and then call your father and say, please, daddy, write your will. Now, I want my portion. What are you going to get? What will you get? What is the will that you will get? Eh? Some people is, you will first of all get dead slap first. Then God help you if your mom is there when you are saying it. And your mom is at your back. It's backhand that you will get from, your, from the back. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The first of all, it's something wrong with your head. Anyway, that's not where we're going. 
Verse 74, testament, but this is the way testament works. For if testament is of force, after men are dead. Otherwise, it, of, it is of no strength at all. Why the testator leave it? There is a strength that powers a testament. There is it's, there's something that gives force to a covenant. And the other thing is the blood. Verse 18, whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. It was not put in force without blood. Verse 19, for when Moses has spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, when he, he declared the covenant to them, he revealed what the Lord had said, and then what did he do? He didn't stop there. That's talking about Moses. He took the blood of cows and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people. The book of the covenant. The book. So you can have the book of the covenant without the sprinkling of the blood upon the book. The book is just ordinary book. Hallelujah. That is why when people that understand this concept. Now in a moment you will see why even the blood of goats even still does some things. Even in a, not, I'm not talking about sin now with respect to sin. I'm talking about with respect to, you know, negative powers, you know, using the blood of goats and all of that. And there is a level that the blood of goats can do. Let's finish reading this, then we come. We come. Verse 20 now, right? Saying, this is the blood of the testament which God has enjoined unto you. Verse 21. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law, by eternal principles of God, purged with blood. So in those days, you want to clean anything, without the shedding of blood, it cannot be made clean. And it says it's an eternal principle of God. So any man, even in our generation, cannot be made clean by the blood. This is a mystery that even the children of God do not understand. That some children of the devil understand it much better. And they don't have access to the blood of Jesus. The small level of blood that they have access to, they maximize it. Haven't you heard where they use blood to wash people's head? Hallelujah. Yeah. They, they know the way this thing works in the realm of the spirit. Blood in the realm of the spirit is a very visible substance. That when it's presented, you can use it to cash in and cash out in the realm of the spirit. Blood, 
is currency in the realm of the spirit. Currency in the realm of the spirit. The Bible says, we have been purchased by what? The precious blood of Jesus. So can you see that the blood of Jesus, it blood has purchasing power. Hallelujah. Now it says, verse 20, and almost all things are by the Lord purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places, Made with hands which are the figures of the truth. But into heaven itself. Where did Jesus Christ enter into? Heaven itself. There is a temple in heaven. There is a place where the blood of Jesus is kept as a testimony. Right there. The shed blood of Jesus. Right before the presence of God is there. Kept as a testimony for your sake against the devil, against all the works of the devil. That you can go pick the blood and say, See, because of this blood, no, you don't have any portion in my life. You don't have any portion in my family because of this blood. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. If he had entered there, you can imagine if Christ had actually sacrificed his blood at the temple in Jerusalem, what would have happened? It would have gone because the temple in Jerusalem is no longer there. Gone. No. <laughs> he has to place it in the court of heaven as a testimony. And that's the last card. Actually, the blood is the last card. If anything does not work, the blood will work. It will always work. You can use many promises of God, but see, when you bring the blood, is the last card. Last card that works all the time. All the time. As I say, see, if you understand this mystery, you can't eat the body and the blood of Jesus. And your life will be anyhow. What is lacking in church today is the revelation. The revelation of what you are doing. You see, people just come to church and then, oh, normally so we come to church and then there is the time for praise, worship. And so people just know, it's, okay, this, that's how they do it. Since I was born, since I was born into church, that's how they do it. And so it becomes, that's how they do it. It's not a revelation to you, so you don't know why we do it. Because if you know why we do it, that's why nobody, you will not be cajoled to worship God. You will not be cajoled to dance unto God. 
You will not come here and be watching somebody dancing and watch the, the dancing step of the person. You move into dramatic dancing step for the Lord. Because you know, you are doing it out of revelation. You are doing it because you know it's for the Lord. So when, when the communion, when it's time for the communion, you know who. Oh, <laughs> and I think uh, it's, uh, it's Pentecostal that has also brought, made the communion so common. So common. Because in those days, sincerely, when I got born again, in fact, before I got born again, I was always afraid of the communion. And it's because of that scripture, that's 1 Corinthians 11. You can't take it. Examine yourself. Ah, you can't take it and wait. And but you, we have commonized it. Now, I'm not saying you should be afraid in that realm, but understanding the revelation behind the communion makes a whole lot of difference. The people of the world, they understand the power of the blood. That's why you see somebody run to a harvest, and then they say, oh, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. To be sorted out. What you just need is seven cows. And now somebody would think, uh, there are some of them that are 419. You understand? They will 419 you. But there are some of them that understand the way the realm of the spirit works. They know that one of the highest element in the realm of the spirit is the blood. They know that, see, the level of the blood of the hand is not as strong as the level of the blood of the lamb. So also, Katu is as big as they are that determines the level of their, the strength of their blood. You know, some of you must have heard of some people using human beings as rituals. Right? I know some of you would think uh, those things, uh, they are just like, they are not like. They know how to invoke the realm of the spirit with blood. Because the blood of human being is higher than the blood of the goat, the blood of the cow. And that's why God says, do not kill. Do not kill. Now, I remember growing up, I heard the story of... Um, is he a Jaidi Taylor? In Akure? Yeah. I think he's a Jaidi Taylor. Is he? A Jaidi Taylor. He's an ordinary Taylor. Just Taylor. And he, then he was a multi-millionaire. And what was producing his money? 
He was a human being, killed a human being inside one of his house. And money will be coming out literally from his mouth. It's, it's called, they call it blood money. See how powerful blood, the blood of human being is in the realm of the spirit. That's the negative realm of the spirit. And see, in our days, you still see the Yahoo boys plus. When they say, when they add plus, it's one that has blood. One they use blood with. There's normal Yahoo. And then there's the Yahoo boy, Yahoo plus. That one involves blood. Now, why am, am I making reference to it? Because the children of darkness, they understand the way the blood works in the spirit. How much more? How much more? The blood of Jesus. <laughs> oh. And almost all things, 22, are by the Lord purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Verse 23, it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with this. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not yet that he should offer himself often. So he's not offering himself all the time. He did the only words. He said, as a high priest entered into the holy place, place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. How many times? Once. Once. And then he did what? Put away. Completely. Hallelujah. Why is the blood of Jesus Christ so powerful? Number one is that life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. Leviticus 17, 11, the place we just we read. It said, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. That's why you drain, if you, once you drain a man of his blood, what happens to the man? That's death. Death, straight. <laughs> so what is powering a man? I thought it says the spirit of a man, right? <laughs> you look at it again. <laughs> there is something that can force the spirit of a man out of him. People that have accident and then lost, they lose blood. What happens? The spirit is forced out. It's forced out. Why? Because life is in the blood. So the blood of anything carries the life of that thing. 
Lord represents life. And life is in levels. There is the life of animals. There is the life of human beings. And there is the life of God. And so they are in different levels. Because life is in different levels. The blood also is in different levels. The highest blood is the blood of God himself. Which is the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number two. We have eternal redemption by the blood of Jesus. Not a temporary redemption. Eternal redemption. What is redemption? To be redeemed from something. It means that you were already caught up. You're already in bondage. You are a slave. And so somebody comes and then pay the ransom for you. And so you are redeemed. You know the kidnapping business. They say you come and do what? Pay ransom so that you will free your loved ones. The devil did not kidnap us. Amen. Hallelujah. We use our hand and give him the authority to take charge. <laughs> so it's not that he just came from nowhere. No, 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 no. He came and then we gave it to him. Our forefather, Adam and Eve. But thank God Jesus Christ came. And then he paid the price. But how did he pay it? He didn't bring dollar. He didn't bring naira. He brought something of highest level to redeem us. Look at that verse 12 of that Hebrews 9. He said, neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood... He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. First Peter 1.18. First Peter 1.18 and 19. 18 and 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your father. <laughs> so we know one of the things we're redeemed from. We don't have the time to really go deep into this. Verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So how were we redeemed? We're redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. What it means is that Jesus Christ... Paid with his blood. Paid the ransom. So, in other words, the demand of justice, the law of justice has been 100% met. There is no legal ground. Listen here. 
There is no legal ground for the devil to be in charge of your life as a believer. Only in ignorance. Yeah, there are certain things your forefathers may have done. Your father may have done that you didn't know about. There are some agreement they may have entered. You know with the devil. Listen here. There was a greater agreement that was entered before your forefather. Adam and Eve entered into that agreement. What agreement will be greater than the one Adam and Eve already entered into? Hello? I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Because Adam, we magnify the agreement of our forefathers and forefathers. What about the main agreement that brought us into all of these horrible things? And then we say, listen here, listen here, and then listen carefully. We talk about the fact that Jesus Christ came. And dealt with the main one that caused the whole thing. That even allowed your forefather to be able to even enter into any kind of agreement you can even think about. Hello? Is somebody getting this spiritual argument? This spiritual logic? Because I'm about to deliver you from one wrong perception. Your forefather will not have had that opportunity to even enter into any agreement if Adam and Eve did not enter into agreement with the devil, right? And yet we come here and proclaim that the Lord Jesus Christ had dealt with the agreement we had that our forefather Adam and Eve had with the devil. And yet we come and magnify the agreement of the last one, two, three generations and four generations. I don't know if you are getting this. If it dealt with the main one, every other one that came after it has been cut down from the root. If you are suffering, it is because... You lack knowledge. You lack what Jesus did on the cross. And you don't understand how to, how to proclaim this upon you. How to release it upon you. How to release the finished work of Jesus upon your life, upon your situation. That it doesn't matter whatever agreement they have, they have entered into. You come in into another family and then enter into an agreement with Christ by the blood of Jesus. So what happens? We measure the agreement by the blood with which these agreements were caught. And then the one that is the highest is the one that lords it over everyone. Amen. <laughs> So when you enter into the new covenant agreement with God through the blood of Jesus, 
We don't want to know the blood they used in any agreement. Second, first, third, fourth generation, fifth generation. We don't care. Bring the blood and let's stand, let it stand by the blood of Jesus and let's see which one wins. And that's why it's important. The Lord, you know, this morning just kept hammering my spirit. Lord or sprinkling. Blood or sprinkling. He said, he didn't say blood. He said blood of sprinkling. He didn't say blood. He said blood or sprinkling. He said one of the problem believers have is that they know, yes, the blood of Jesus was sacrificed on the cross for us. We have eternal redemption through the blood of Christ. He said, but you know what speaks is not just the blood. Hello? Hmm. That's when I used to here. Hmm. Hebrews 12, 24. So this is, the, this is the problem. Why is it that it looks like they are doing you from village? Why? And actually, if they go and look at it very well, you know some people deny the fact that they do them from village. And they just don't want to come in there. There are human beings that have entered into agreement with the devil and said, this boy this boy. And then you ask yourself, what did you do to them? Sir? You just went to the village and then you gave some people money and then you didn't give them. And they just get angry at you. And they are on your case. So some people, some people don't believe this. You know, they say, there's nothing like that. I pity you. Now I'm not saying that when you have issues, that's, that it's only village people that disturb you. Mm -mm. And then you go back, and then you go back around this whole thing. You come back to see one point, that you are the problem of your life, not the village person. Because you come back to it, you discover that if you stand where you are standing, and then someone in the village, in fact, is good, let them come. Someone in the village tries you, what he receives is what? Fire. Because when he enters into the realm of spirit and they see, eh, he knocked me to This guy is going to fire. But you're a believer. You are cold. Jesus said it. He said, it is, you know why he said, I want to know. It's either you are cold or you are hot. Because brethren can help you. When they know you are cold, they will they will help you and say, bro, you are cold. It's not good for you. That's not the realm. But if you are neither cold nor hot, they don't know. They, they are like, ah, but it's hot. So they don't know. They are like, oh, yes, yes, you are doing well. You are doing well. You are doing well. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Go back out that sugar. But when you are cold, they know you are cold. And then they come to say, no. Enter into your realm. There's a realm that God has 
has for you. There's a realm that God has for you. And if Jesus is speaking that way, it's because in the realm of the spirit, believers can be cold or they can be hot. So there are, there are human beings that, that help the devil, give them more permission on your behalf. But if you don't know your, where you stand, if you don't know, and you say, oh, okay, blood, Jesus has died for me now, and that's it. And that's it. And you don't know that what speaks on your behalf is not just the blood, but the blood of sprinkling. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, please. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling. Now, where, where, what is he talking about here? It's good we start from where it starts. Start from verse 22. So that you know. You know the position of this blood of sprinkling. Where is it? But ye are come unto where? Mount Zion. So we know where the blood of sprinkling is. Is where? Mount Zion. Where is Mount Zion? The place of his presence. The place. The throne of grace. That's the Mount Zion. The throne of grace. That let us come boldly to the word throne of grace. But ye come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, uh huh, to the general assembly. The general assembly, that's where they make lords, okay? So every time you come in to Mount Zion or Mount Sion, it says, and church of the firstborn, you have come to a place where you want to. Decree some things. Where you want to give a command out. Make laws. He said, which are written in heaven. And to God, the judge of all. Now you need to get it out for them. I've, I've, I've thought on this. God, the judge of all. And to the spirits of just men made perfect. Verse 24 now. So we know where we've been talking about. We're talking about Mount Zion or Mount Zion, right? He said, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling. There was something so special about this blood that had to be mentioned. He said, this blood of sprinkling speaks. That speaks better things than Abel. So it's not just the blood that speaks. So some people will just sit down and say, ah, Jesus Christ has paid everything and all of it. And they don't know how to enter into Zion. How to stay in his presence. Because he, that's where you activate the blood of sprinkling. And then they begin to speak on your behalf. Now this is different. Listen here. The blood of sprinkling is different from the mark of the blood of Jesus. On you. 
Amen. The blood of sprinkling speaks. There's no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And any tongue that rises against you in what? Judgment will be what? Condemned. You condemned it by the blood of sprinkling. Blood of sprinkling. Because it's the blood of sprinkling that does what? Speaks. So is that blood of sprinkling, the blood of sprinkling is your advocacy. Like, okay, let's put it like this. Your lawyer. It does the advocacy for you. How do I put it? So, so you activate your, you, you know, we say Jesus Christ is our advocate. Right? Amen. But the advocacy that is used is the blood of sprinkling. Why is it that Jesus can stand on our behalf? It's because of his precious blood. So one of the ways that the blood of sprinkling is activated is or administered is through the communion. The communion. That's one of the ways. There are three, uh, two other ways. But we'll talk about that one later. But today we will do communion. Your mouth. You use your mouth too. He said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and what? By the word of their testimony. <laughs> the blood of the lamb stands and then the sprinkle, the sprinkling of the blood comes by the spoken word. By you opening your mouth and then speaking it. I'm already telling you. Are you speaking it? And then he says that we have received Eternal redemption where we have access to eternal inheritance. So that means there's an inheritance. And these inheritance are available to us through the word of the Lord. So on the basis of the blood, that's where every promises of God is yea and amen. So when I want to activate the, the blood of sprinkling concerning a promise. So when I open my mouth and I see, oh, because of the blood of Jesus, that's why I have access to this. And then I open my mouth and say, that is for me because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. You know what you've done? You have activated the blood of sprinkling. That's the word of their testimony. So you have activated the blood of sprinkling by that. But you say, oh, yeah, God, I, I should get that now because of, I mean, I've cried, I've tried now. You know, the blood you activated, your own blood, and your own blood is not shed. Amen. I don't know, it's like, are you getting what I'm saying? You just come, you're a good man, everybody knows. Good woman. In fact, holy cocoa woman. And then you now stand on that. We know, we know. We all know that you are holy. And then you say, ah, God. 
No, this kind of a thing that should not be happening to me now. Ah, with all the things I've been doing, me say I know I'm trying. So this thing shouldn't happen to me. You know what you just activated? You activated your own blood. Your, and your own blood is not shed. So it cannot count. We already said it, that a testament is not in force until the testator is dead. So for your own blood to work, I don't want to say that. Right? Amen. It, it will now be working where? <laughs> it will not be. It won't see anything to work on because. Hallelujah. No. Do you know that your fruit, the fruit of righteousness that you manifest, is actually activated by the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary? So your boasting should be in who? In the Lord. That you are, let's say you are the holiest among us. Amen. Your boasting should be where? In the Lord. You remain there because of the finished work of Jesus. You know some people, they say, ah, no, I'm a business guru. I know it. I know this. I know how to do it. Ah. We make it, we do that. When a Christian doesn't think that way, you must understand. In Christian, there's no self-made man. If you hear a believer say, I'm a self-made man, check it out. Is he really a believer? Our making it in life is rooted in the blood. Hallelujah. Our success in life is rooted in that sacrificial blood of Jesus. Now the blood of sprinkling is speaking for you. In the name of Jesus. I said the blood of sprinkling is speaking for you. In the name of Jesus. Now, through the communion today, we are going to activate the blood of sprinkling. There are many things that the blood does for us. We've been able to cover maybe one or two, right? Yeah, just two. Just two. Next Sunday, we'll look at the remaining. Or if possible, this, this Wednesday, and then on Sunday, we we'll finish it up. As a spirit leaders. I want us to stand to our feet this morning as we get ready for the communion. Get ready for the communion. Zenehan collaboration. Ah. The manifest presence of God is so strong here. Oh, hallelujah. I sense we are putting an end to something in your life today. That negative thing. By the blood of sprinkling. Putting an end to struggles, yeah. You struggled with some things. You struggled with some things. By this communion, by this communion, we're putting an end to it in the name of Jesus. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, I don't know. Whatever it is, 
You're going to say, Father, that by this communion, that as I drink the blood of Jesus today, you mention those things. As I'm activating the blood of sprinkling, then you mention those things and say, enough. Today is the end of it. Today is the end of it. And if there's something you've been trying to get, and say, now, because of this blood, I enter into it. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray now. Pray, pray, pray. Pray. There's nothing wrong in you speaking it out strongly with conviction. Please, those watching us online, please, please get the communion table ready. If you, if you don't have uh, the communion bread, just get, if it's biscuit you have there, whatever it is that you have, put it there. And any drink, just put it there. The moment we pray over it is become the blood and the body of Christ. Something huge is about to happen here now. Oh, heavy pains would disappear now as you take the body and the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks father will give you thanks he broke it and said take it this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me and after the same manner he also took the cup and when he has sobbed saying this cup is the new testament in my blood this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of it. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's dead till he comes. Now you have with you, those online, you have with you the body and the blood of Jesus. Doesn't matter if it was biscuit or whatever. It's now the blood and the body of Christ. If you are here this morning and you are not born again, then you cannot partake of this communion. But I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus today. Please, all eyes closed. If you are that person, you are not sure. If Jesus comes right now, you are going to go with him. Raise your hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you. You have to be sure. You have to be sure. You have to be sure. 
You have to be sure. You are rededicating your life. Okay. Say after me. You are raising your hand. Say after me. My God. I receive Jesus Christ. As my Lord. And Savior. Today. I know I cannot save myself. But you sent your son. Jesus Christ to die for me. And on the third day he rose from the dead. He's alive. His blood has washed away my sins today. His blood has blotted away my sins. I am born again. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're born again. The blood of Jesus has purged away your sins. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, please, the pastors and ministers, let's do this very first because of time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't eat it. Just when you are given, you just hold, hold it, and then we we'll eat together. You gave yeah. your very birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You died and rose again. All for me. You said it is finished. Oh. Now I see. Now I see. You went, you went to Calvary. Gave your very best. You died and rose again. You died and rose again. Oh, all for me. You said it was made. You said it was made.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Please hold the body with your right hand. If you can bring it on, just bring it on for a while. Right hand of Satek, Lady Amashkan. Zone hand rahakatika the kapleriana handach. Prena henda katakaska frade and ikishata. Alright, see, this is the body of Christ. That was broken for me. Please break it. And by faith, I eat. Thank you, Lord. Please hold the cup with your right hand. I say, this is the blood of Jesus that was shed for me. And by faith, I drink. Wow. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You're breaking forth into your breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. You are moving to higher grants in the name of Jesus. You are moving to greater heights in the name of Jesus. By the reason of the blood of sprinkling, I decree that every works of the devil in your life is destroyed. In the name of Jesus, every limitation is removed. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. You have been moved into the kingdom of light. In the name of Jesus, that's your reality. That's your experience. In the name of Jesus. And as you go forward, you go forward in the power of the Spirit, in the power of the Holy Ghost. The lines are falling onto you in pleasant places. Yeah, you have a goodly heritage. You're going out and you're coming in is blessed. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Come on, rejoice. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise.